Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast with myself, Daryl, Mig, James, and Jamie. How are we doing, fellas? All right. Yeah, not bad. Considerable yeah. shit, <laughs> again, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. It's not. It's not the not going to be the best podcast, I believe. Not the most positive as the last couple have been. Um, but yeah, we might as well get straight into it. Um, it is the day after the night before, um, let's say, and we've just been beaten by a second. I think a second-rate Burnley side at home. Uh, let's discuss. Who'd like to go first? I, I don't mind. Go I'll on go in. first. Go in. I, I actually look. I'm going to try and be as positive as I can because look, as bad. I know it's a bad result. It, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't be losing to them on paper. But I do genuinely think that Haller's back. That's one positive. We actually didn't look bad defensively, apart from the goal. Like I'm going to be honest, like that's what's so frustrating. Like apart from that goal, they did nothing all game. I don't think Fabianski. Look, Preswell's been shocking. Like I can't defend him anymore. He like left back needs addressing. That's why Kimmy can't defend. I think both of our fullbacks just winding me up at the moment. I I can defend Fredericks. So I don't think Fredericks had a bad game since he's come back. The problem with I think the things that Fredericks is doing okay, he's getting forward. He's getting forward a lot. I totally disagree. But I feel like his delivery isn't just... I just feel like both our full-backs don't shut up. I think yeah, both our full-backs just don't deliver, do they? Can I I'm probably... Hang on, Jay. Can I, I know like we've had a few rows on yeah. group chats about me and you disagreeing. But if he's completely honest with you, right? I completely and utterly disagree with what you just said. Okay. Going forward yesterday and going forward against Newcastle. Every time he got it, it just stalled. He, he made two really bad touches yesterday in good positions. And it just seems to stall with him that it doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't use his pace to get in behind. Like like Trent and people like TA and that do, they use their pace to get in behind on the overlap. He just doesn't seem to do that. Defensively, I have no problem with uh, Fredericks at all. His pace gets him out of trouble. But I just, I just think... The amount I think of... it's time to give Johnson a go. I really do. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. I'm not even defending him really. I'm just saying with like, I felt that he's he's make, he's making the runs though. I can hear him. He shouts. Yes, 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 yes. But the ball don't ever go to him when they do do that. But when it gets to him, he don't do nothing with it. <laughs> I agree. Look, I think going forward. Like, defensively, Fredericks hasn't been isolated. From what I've seen, the left-hand side has kind of been targeted. And I, I also will say, Fredericks has got a help, generally, because he's had Bowen on the right-hand side, who's a bit more defensive, while on the left, we've been playing Lanzini or Fournals, who aren't natural wingers, so don't naturally know how to defend. So that doesn't help Cresswell, as I'll say. But in general, yeah, Cresswell's not been good enough. Yarmolenko don't defend either. Let's, let's leave Cresswell for a minute and come back on to him. Carry on with the game itself. Um, Jamie, you got I, I, I personally think if we scored at nil-nil or Antonio scores that goal straight after we go 1-0 down, I think we get a result and we probably win the game. I don't think Burnley put more... The thing is, the second they go 1-0 up, they're like, yeah, we'll just shut shop and go banks of four. While it's that's going to be a bit more open when it's still nil nil or we're drawing or we're winning, the second ace, I kind of felt it was one of them games where whoever scored first was going to get a result. 
I kind of felt like it was that sort of game. Look, I'm still optimistic. I think we're still going to stay up. I know, but there's there's I think there's positives to take from that game today. Not as many as I'd like, but there's positives. Okay, James, your thoughts? Um, first ten minutes, I thought were crap. After that, I thought we actually were completely dominant. We had a few chances. They made a good save, good good couple of saves. But the keeper didn't make worldy saves. They were straight at him. But neither here nor there. They were. It was good chances that we should have finished. And another day, it probably could have gone in. And I think, like Jamie said, we get that goal after the they score. We're back in the game. And I think we. For, for a little bit of the game, we were on top. I feel like we come out the second half a completely different side. in a, Not in a good way. I don't like how, how we played in the second half at all. Um, I was just getting frustrated. I felt like there was always a breakdown. We'd lose the ball. Like We'd get the build-up, 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 lose the ball. Build-up, build-up. I didn't feel like they were going to... From what I can remember, I, don't, I didn't feel like they were going to score a second goal overly that much in the second half I just felt like we just couldn't break through them we were playing to their strengths and I feel like a team like Burnley you can't play balls in the box you've just got you've got to play around them you've got to drag them out Mick talk to me <laughs> talk to me uh, talk to me uh, I basically agree with what, everything that's pretty much been said so far the first half we started poorly came out uh, after about the first 10-15 minutes Created chances, didn't finish it. You've got Suchek, um, who's put it straight at Pope. Um, Pope's had a good game. He's had a good few games. Like Burnley just don't want to concede at the moment. And as Jamie said, they go 1-0 up. And that's such a like dangerous score against Burnley because they will just soak up pressure all games. So, yeah, very good at Suchek it, chance. Then Antonio um, had a chance about a minute later that Pope saved as well. Mm. Uh, as James has said, he hasn't had to make good saves, but he's had to make the saves. But you've got to be doing better with those opportunities. Um, I think second half, like James said, we come out poorly. I don't think we started the second half poorly. I think we were still getting at them early in the second half. As the game went on, you could see like the minutes are catching up with people. They're getting leggy. And that's where you've got to say, we've only made one sub before like, the 85th minute in that game. Yeah, it's too There's so- no fresh legs coming on. I saw Antonio with about five, ten minutes to go. I like, just in an offside position just couldn't get back on side because he's dead and like, mm. they're out on their feet they've played a lot of football there's nothing coming off the bench like why hasn't Wilshere come in and he's yeah. the sort of player that could have made a difference unlike that defence because like James has said Burnley will deal with balls in the box all day long it's what they do they are so dominant in the, at the back in the air they're laughing and it sort of brings us back to that stat that's been doing the rounds a bit today that no player has created more chances for West Ham since 2015 than Dimitri Payet, and he ain't been there for three years. You look at that and you think, it's embarrassing. that's what our team is missing. We haven't got anyone that can unlock a defence like Payet did. Wilshere's got that ability if you put him on and play him in the right position, but he's just not had the faith in him. And I, I just don't understand why, after 85 minutes of putting balls in the box and then just heading them clear every time, why are we not trying anything different? The thing I'll add on that point about Payet, I remember when we lost Payet, everyone's like, this is going to be Lanzini's chance to step up. And he just hasn't. Lanzini, since then, I'm going to be honest, probably gone missing. I think I don't really... until the injury. Yeah, up until the injury, I think. Like, 
up until that injury, I still thought he was playing well, and he was yeah. not filling the gap as like, as well as Pai did. But you're not gonna because he was that good. But it was after that injury that has ruined him. Yeah. The thing with Lanzini when he was with Payet is his second fiddle, so he's left alone a bit more. Yeah. So he's not as now, and I know he's not playing well, and he's really not playing well. But now he's people still look at Lanzini and go, "Well, we've got to stop him playing." You stop Lanzini playing, you stop the creativity in that midfield. And that, as you said, that injury has absolutely killed his career, um, and it, it was a bad one. Uh, um, and so hopefully thing, he might see something back with him next year but I, I, I read really, I really doubt, doubt it I, don't I, think, I think Burnley did a good job of keeping Rice out, out of the game for dictating play because that, that boy can yeah. pass the ball where he wants and Burnley did a bloody good job at stopping him doing it to be fair I thought he had I thought he had one of his worst games they had a good uh, to be fair to um, die, um, I can't bloody say his name um, their manager he, that's it he uh, he had he, his game plan worked. Keep Rice out of the game. I my my thoughts on the game was um, first half. Oh, okay, we we were a dominant side against a very very poor Burnley side. So I can't give it much more. Than okay, we created a couple of chances. Zuzek's any other day. It goes somewhere else in the goal. It's a goal. It's just it's just unlucky that it's gone straight in. He probably could have done with fluffing it a bit. Is it too Exactly. Is it He's potentially got... He's in a lot of space there. I know your instinct is just hit it, but he could have brought that down. And he, yeah. like, I know it's it's such a snap decision and you ain't got time to think about it. And do you know... It's in hindsight. Putting, putting, him, putting him in a category with someone and you can't really like, compare them. The way he ghosted in, as the ball comes out, he starts so deep. He's, he's outside the... Um, half circle outside the area, yeah. and he just goes in late, and no one picks him up. He get, he get, he sort of appears. Yeah, he appears out of nowhere, doesn't he? Um, so yeah. I, um, I read an interesting article earlier, actually, um, where Shane Thomas, who covers West Ham for the Athletic, is saying that, and I completely get this comparison. He is Moyes' new Fellaini. Yeah, he can sit in front of your back four and win headers all day. And he can also push forward as not your orthodox number 10 and your playmaker, but someone that's there off the striker, making those late runs, winning headers. He's also got a similar goal-scoring record. Um, so uh, in the Czech Republic, he scores about one in four um, at his previous clubs, which is a pretty good record for a central midfielder. So he and can't score think, off that now for us. Two in eight? Yeah, two in nine, I think he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, one in four. If he'd, if he'd have buried that chance last night, it would yeah. be... Three nine to one in three. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, we I got. Think I think we got a good player there. So carrying my thoughts, I thought second half, I thought we were embarrassing. Um, you one nil down to again a second string Burnley side, and Burnley were a good side, but last night they're missing four or five first teamers. They've got Eric Peters playing wide right, like the, the defence weren't full strength, and I just I just think. All right, we created chances that the Haller chance probably two weeks' time when he's match fit, he scores. If 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 it's Haller for the Antonio chance, oh. I think he scores. I think that's a natural striker's finish. That made me scream um, out loud. That yeah, I can't moan at him too much. He's done hard. He's done. Promise, he's done hard work. That's just he's just not a striker. No, uh, Antonio needs things that are like the Newcastle goal. That's instinct drops at his feet, bang. 
Antonio's not going to finish a lot of goals running at keepers. He's just he's not got <laughs> anything he has to do it. Anything he has time so, <laughs> time with exactly. But we, I mean, we've said it three or four times on five podcasts. Antonio has no idea what he's doing, so defenders don't. So when he's actually got to think about what he's doing, he's not he's he's not got the ability of, of others. Um, I, I I agree. We looked tired. Everyone looked tired. Yeah. We've had a couple of really big games, and it don't help now playing. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's almost like a tournament football, isn't it? It is, and you think I think you have to make changes now in in a massive game. The only good thing out of this, if you can get a result against Norwich or something, you play. You don't play for six days. We play Friday night, so we have a little bit of a break after this one. But this is such a big game for us now, and we'll come on to that in the in the second half of the show. Um, let's move on. So my final thoughts is I thought we were terrible. <laughs> Apart from maybe ten minutes, um, that's, I, my, that's my personal opinion. Yes, Jamie. Haller came on and he literally got a chance straight up. Does anyone think he could do a lot better? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't. I don't think he can. Like, yeah, ironically, the best way I think he scores that goal is by just t- toe poking it straight down the middle. Because Pope's um, going for him to strike it wide, like whip it. I don't know your faults, but it was just yeah, I thought I, I mentioned it's match practice. Um, he's, he's got, he's, the thing is, he's put it on target in a tough situation. That's sort of like one on one. Oh, um, Mason Greenwood! So breaking news <laughs> on the podcast. We're doing uh, this podcast during the Man U game. Yeah, it's a goal. Oh, he's, he is so good. He I'm, a little, so I'm a little bit good. behind. Is it that good? He's just yes. like, he's in it so purely. If he doesn't get in that England squad next year, yeah. I know we've gone off a right tangent. That is Martial criminal. Oh yeah, we've got we've got we've got a we've got an amazing squad next year. And let's go back. So um, yeah, I think it's just match practice for Haller. He's only trained one or two days. He's obviously obviously had a very late fitness test Mm. um, for the game yesterday. I do agree with Jamie on that as well. I think he's that's the best um, save Pope's made last night. It's. It's going towards the bottom corner, and he's got his—he's gone big, and he's got a foot to it. Um, if he sort of scuffs it a bit, it goes between his legs or something like yeah. that. It's, it's that's that's like being at the bottom. That's like being at the bottom of the league, mm. near the bottom. If you're going for going for top six, and it's Burnley, West Ham, the other way, all three and goals probably going. It's just how often do you see it when you're at the bottom of the table. Um, let's move on from the game itself and talk about some points. Um, do we want to go Cresswell or Moyes? Um, Let's go start cre- with go. Cre- yeah, do Cresswell, Cresswell first. Can I go first this time? Right. <laughs> yes. Seems like you've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this since they scored this goal yesterday. Yeah. So we have conceded um, five or six goals, whatever it is, since we've come back. Okay. He's been at fault for three of them. Okay. That is absolutely horrendous for a left back in the Premier League not stopping across that defending last night sorry if my left back does that and I'm playing I am livid he's stopped and he's let he's, he's thinking he's going to be clever letting the ball run across him to get it out and then he doesn't realise that Jay Rodriguez has popped in in front of him and then he goes with his feet that ain't defending what's he doing yeah, the what's thing doing? is get is as that ball's about to come over he's looked twice over his shoulder he can see he's coming and he has done nothing to try and get at it, he's—you just got to throw yourself at that. 
anything, it, but don't pussyfoot with your throwing your foot six feet in the air. It's so bad. I'm at the point now where get him out, play Masuaku, and he's bad. No. I'd rather play Ben Johnson because I don't think Fredericks deserves to be dropped. Well, jo- Johnson played left back in his debut against City. Yeah. Oh, so I'm happy with him playing now. But Cresswell is, he didn't do anything going forward. Every time they attacked him, he said, they looked dangerous. Same as Newcastle. Newcastle got no luck down the right, uh, down the left with St. Maxim. Yeah. What did they do? Switched him over. Switched him over, yeah. Put him on Cresswell. <laughs> what did Troy do straight away for Wolves on Cresswell? They know it's a weak link. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. embarrassing. Do you think? Do you? Embarrassing. As, as much as um, I I completely agree with what you're saying, right? So I understand that, and and I am getting really frustrated with him massively. Um, do you think though, as much as we he's not much of a threat going forward for us at the moment, are we missing Anderson's tracking back? Yes. 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 I'm sorry. I'll defend him here. Anderson doesn't get as much praise as what people think. They think he's lazy, but he actually defends on the board. At one point last year, and it might have been at the end of the season, there was a stat going around. Anderson made the most tackles for West Ham at, at one point last year. Um, yep. Because it, because at them first seven, eight games for West Ham, people were literally screwing with him because he wouldn't track back. And then someone had the word in his ear. And then he was he was brilliant defending. And he actually became a lot more dangerous when he defended from deep because mm-hmm. he got to run in, run into space. Now, I'd, I don't think he's available for Saturday, but I'd get him strapped back in the team at the moment because he's got one... I know he's not playing well, but he's got that little bit of a mag- magic ability to do something. I think if he's going to play anyone, he's got to be bottom of the league, isn't it? I mean, so... I don't think he's fit. Nah. I don't think... Nah, not, not a hamstring tear. I don't think he'll be ready to Watford. They uh, said it's an injury that's likely to be 10 to 14 days. Oh, bloody So hell. if he's going to be fit, he'll be Norwich. I've just sent something into our group chat. There's a rumour he's going to go unchanged. Oh, dear Lord. Um, okay. Steve, what's your thoughts about Cresswell? Uh, I think you've nailed it, really. There's not much. Um, the other thing that's annoying me with this guy, and it's, 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 again, it's one of those things that luck goes against you when you're down the bottom. He's shouldered it, really, isn't he? He ain't headed it flush, which is similarly with the, the other things we're talking about from a West Ham point of view, where we've hit it too well. You fluff it, and it's sort of it's looped up a bit. It's just gone over Fabianski, bottom nothing. of the bar, off the line, and yeah. just gone over. And you think there's, there's they're the sort of thing that can do. Yeah. No, yeah, nothing Fabianski can do at all. But there was another point in the second half, and this was the only time I thought Fredericks really screwed up. They got um, Peters on the ball about just outside the 18-yard box on the on their left. And Fredericks literally just stayed in the centre. Did not get anywhere near him and had no intention of getting anywhere near him. And then Fredericks flicked it on because he couldn't quite head it clear. And then I think Wood poked it towards Fabianski. But I think overall Fabian- uh, Fredericks doesn't deserve to be dropped. I, like, he's, he's not been outrageously bad or anything no like problem. that. I think, I think Here's a question a, for you. With... As you just said, he stayed very centre. Is is this a coaching thing that they're being told to stay tight, to not get, to not leave the sort of Quite area line? Is that something that we're being told that they're being told? Quite possibly, especially against a team like Burnley, when you've got Chris Wood on the pitch, you don't want them getting crosses in that box because he is so dangerous. 
Mm. So if that is a coaching thing and them saying, let them get crosses in, then you're fucking mad. Yeah, no, I agree. And let's, Sorry, go, on to, let's go on to coaching. Uh, let's talk about um, Mr. Moyes. Um, it's a great segue, Dow, I must say. Hey, very good, isn't it? Um, I'm getting the hang of this hosting, Lark. Like. <laughs> would think you know what you're doing. <laughs> Not like I'm on three different podcasts. Um, so uh, let's talk about David Moyes. Um, I got... went first in the Cresswell thing. Who'd like to go first? Because everyone knows my views. Okay. Um, one thing that annoyed me, swapping Bowen over. That annoyed me. Can I ask one second? Yes, I completely agree. I do completely agree with you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. so fluid that I think that was the whole point that they can move anywhere. I kind of think it hampered us. I do. I do. And yeah. the other thing I think, I don't think Yarmolink is a starter. I agree. Don't think he's a what? He's a starter. Oh, I know. I know why he's done it. Completely know why he's done it. I just don't. I don't think. I just don't think he's a starter. But that's as far as I'm going to talk about that. You just can he's take that as one, you think. From one bad start though, because no, you've seen him. You know, he might have an absolute stormer in the next game. But just based on what I see, I just that's quite a big statement, isn't it? Yeah, but then everyone makes big statements. I could be completely wrong. I want to be proven wrong. I'm, I've made that statement, so I'll get proven wrong. I agree with James, and I actually probably would be in an unpopular position here where I'd sell him this summer if he can. Because we were talking about this. The only funds made available for West Ham this summer are going to be from sales. And I look at our squad and I go, wingers and attacking players is kind of where we may be a little bit bit more sport for choice and I look at it and I go look Bowen's staying we love Bowen yeah uh, Dean Garner's coming back from loan and yes. let's be honest he, he's meant to be really good in he's the championship straight in I my team he's got a high ceiling the Armalenko can play in a few more positions you've got Lanzini you've got Fulnaz I just think if you can go and sell Yarmolenko for 10 million 15 I would do it because I think at his age as well He's not going to be worth much more in a couple of years. And I'd then go and reinvest that in a fullback. Yeah. Well, yeah so I, if, you, if you took that 15 mil, you could probably go get Natty Cash. That's what I'm saying. Sell him, then go and get a fullback. And then I actually think that would be good business. I, yeah. I would I would get rid of I would get rid of possibly Yarmolenko. Not because I don't think he's good enough. I think he is. I just think he's ageing. And Lanzini. Lanzini's had enough. I've had enough of him now. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get rid of Manu as well, to be honest. Um, right, let's, let's go back to Moyes. Um, Matt, would you like to go? Yeah, go on then. Uh, I said earlier about the lack of substitutions, and that's mental in my opinion. I think you're... Obviously, Haller coming on, we all know that was going to happen, and it was the only thing we could really do at that point. You've got to throw your strikers on when you're chasing the game, but then to not really make any more changes. I think it was the 85th or 86th minute when he brought Jetty on. And you're throwing people on at that time. They're they're not going to have an influence on a game. They've got no time to get the pace of the game. All you're throwing them on for is long balls and lump it forward and over the best. Yeah. Which has its place, but you've got to try other things first. You've got to be looking at your 65, 70 minute mark. Who, Who can I bring on now that might be able to make a difference? 
someone like your Wilshire who might be able to unlock their defence with a through ball or something. Just you've got to be trying things at this point. Like it seemed like he had no plan B until the last five minutes when it was, oh, let's just throw some more bodies forward and lump it long and see what happens. Which it's that era of football is gone. That is a, like your tactics from five, ten years ago. Football's changed. You, it's yeah, I'm lost for words. It plays into Burnley's hands with the way they are. They're quite a physical side. Yeah, the thing exactly. I, the thing I'll add on that is we made two subs, Haller at the 62nd and Jetty in the 86th. If you bring Wilshere on for, it, sound, it sounds ridiculous, but Rice potentially, you tell Suchak to sit, or you do Suchak, one of them. If you make that sub and that player is involved, more you get praise. Like, let's be honest. I, I look, we all love Declan Rice here, but when you're losing one nil, chasing a game, who's more likely to make you that pass that's going to make get you a goal, Declan Rice or Jack Wilshere? I I just sit there and go, Suchek can play that holding role. Oh, look, I, I, I'm probably being a bit ridiculous saying sub off Rice. I just think you need to make subs. Joe, I think you're bang on, and you can't come back to you in a second. You are bang on, making a gamble. And I think Matt said it earlier on. Against teams like Burnley, you're all we've done for 90 minutes was cross the ball. Where's plan B? Right? Which we said. Y- you can take Rice if you can do anything. Where's where's going to free it? You're one nil down. Where's going to free at the back? Do you know where's, what? Where's sending, um, sending off Bonner up front for the last five minutes? Where's mm. He hasn't got... He just doesn't... He, I know you don't want to, but how many times do you see a, a big centre-half go up for the last five minutes and cause havoc? Oh yeah, you just got to put a lump in, didn't you? You you look at Sheffield United in their last two games. They've scored 90th minute goals by John Egan in both games. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I just said I don't like Yarmolenko. He's just called out VAR on Twitter, so I actually like him now. He's <laughs> <laughs> just. Do you know what? Just give him a new contract. <laughs> Moyes is a dinosaur, and I know that means James will love him. Um, but he's 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 just an old old manager now. He just doesn't he. he he come out and said he doesn't like this uh, nine substitutes uh, on the bench, five substitutes usual. Sorry, that's that's the world we live in right now. You're killing our players by not subbing them. Um, you're killing them. Like as, as we said, they look knackered and they play again Saturday. Hmm. But if yeah. Norwich get an early one Saturday, Ed's go. Anything could happen. Do you know what? I've got a couple. Yeah. Of, I've got a couple of points on Rice. You know how Jamie, you, you were just saying you can sub him. I can. I can. I agree that. It's hard. Sometimes I can see why it's you shouldn't as well because he's like the best player on the pitch at the moment, pretty much. Yeah. So, but I get what you're saying. Sometimes you just need to do a tactical change just for the sake of getting an extra man forward. But do you know what? I think that I think that boy is good enough to play a forward play forward role. I really do. He could play anywhere that boy wants. He's that good. And I just think that we're I just think we're not good enough without him in that holding role. I just find it so frustrating that there's the lack of trust. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Bring, bring, try something. Yeah. Because I agree with Daryl. This is going to hurt us. We're going to be playing Aston Villa and all our players are going to be leggy. They're going to be, We're gonna be playing games where like, I don't think we'll go down. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be really shocked if we do. But if you're playing... At, like, we can't just keep using 14 players in a rotational thing like this. It's so frustrating because we're going to be tired. The only, Ironically, the only game where we haven't looked 
tired and a little bit was the game we had a week off and Chelsea had three day, two games between it. The only but, thing that comes lucky now, you're bang on, is right, we play Saturday, so we're going to be knackered Saturday. Yeah. We don't play now yeah. till Friday, because that's a week. Then it's Wednesday, so it's the longest possible time of that week as well. And then it's Sunday, so there is breaks for the boys to get rest again. But they're now getting to the point where they're going to start getting injuries, because that's that's the sort of athletes that they are. And if he, if he if he plays at the same eleven again, and say Declan gets hurt because he's just run down, fans will go nuts. Fans are like ballistic, and he's just not. Rice has to play for me. I, I looked. Rice has played every minute this season. I was probably being a bit extravagant by saying bring Rice off. I just used him as an example. No, I know what I know why you said it though. I know why you said yeah. it. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you. Say, say for example, we go. Um, back. Pro- go please, 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 God, it happens. We go three 0 up Saturday uh, after about six. <coughs> minutes. Take yeah. him off. Yeah, get him off. Yeah. I think right. that's the best opportunity to take your best players off when you're leading that yeah. badly. Let's move on to VAR, and I'm going to put this to Mig straight away. Um, so we've seen in the last two nights. Uh, we see one red card um, for Eddie and Ketia at Arsenal. And we didn't see a red card last night. I can't remember the player's name. Uh, we didn't see a red card last night. Mig, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, why was that not a red card? And should Nketiah's have been a red card? Uh, it was Tarkowski, I think, wasn't it? The foul? Yeah, Tarkowski. You're right, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, again, it's just VAR showing that it's a joke. And it's, I've said it before and I'll say it again, VAR is only as good as the people that are using it. And this has just highlighted the inconsistency. We were talking, like me and Daryl were talking about that red card for Nketia. I think it's a red card. He, he's got his arm on the ball, yes, but it's dangerous. It studs up and it's knee high. And I think Tarkovsky's one is worse, to be honest with you. He's coming down as well so it's almost like a stamping motion into Bowen's knee and for VAR to not even look at that like the Arsenal one he's got the yellow and VAR's gone go and have a look at the screen and he's done that gone right I'll overturn that it's a red like it's almost as though they're more interested in protecting the referee's egos by saying oh yeah you're good you're getting every decision right don't worry about it than actually getting the right decisions all we ask for is consistency that's not too much to ask. And this, everyone thought VAR would provide it. And it's just proving absolutely useless because we've got idiots in charge of it. How would you change it? I would... I don't think you can scrap it now. I think you've opened Pandora's box and it's, you can't close it again. But I think you've got to have more use of the screens. I think that's... The leagues where we see it more successfully and in the World Cup where we saw it more successfully, your, your refs are going and looking at the screens because then it's less of another referee overruling his mate. It's more the referee getting a second look at it and deciding, OK, I've not seen that first time round. I can admit that I should overrule myself. I think it's, it's too much of a friends club where they're all getting along and they're like, oh, I don't want to make it look like I'm stepping on someone else's toes or I'm overruling them and making them look stupid. Mm. If they have the ability to go and look themselves, all they've got to do is say, oh, you might want to check that one. Go over, have a look. I also think it'll end up, even though they've got to go and look at the screen, I think it'll end up being quicker. I agree. Um, 
my thing with that is, um, so if you're the ref in the game and you miss something, just by, obviously, your eyes can't be everywhere. You also know the feeling of the game, the atmosphere of the game, if it's tetchy, if it's getting a bit nasty. So a ref looking at it might think, oh, it's not really. But if, if the ref himself goes back and looks at it in a different angle, I think he'd get a bit more of the gist of what, it, what it's about. I, on first view of that tackle yesterday, I was a bit like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Coming back afterwards and seeing it, that is an absolute disgrace. That's not a red card. Because I tell you now, if that was Cresswell, he's off. That's been West Ham's up this year. He's off, he's gone, and you're down to 10. Yeah, I think... I think, disgrace. Um, I think most refs would... it's right, it's going to keep happening. Yeah, my biggest issue is the inconsistency. I'm still not 100% it's a red, but the second you see Nketiah's one's a red card, that's the real aggravating thing. I don't think Tarkovsky means it. I don't think it's on purpose. Well, I don't know. I thought he looked like... He, he looked like a bit of a dirty one, that. A little, a little, cheek, a little cheeky stud. You see it quite often. I think he's gone to put his body in front of the ball. So he's gone to step across Bowen and shield the ball. But Bowen's also gone to do essentially the same thing at the same time. So Bowen's got there first. And then as Tarkovsky's gone to do the same thing and shield the ball, he's just gone straight into the side of his knee. I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but I think it's got to be a red card. It doesn't even matter if that's accidental where you're hitting him. Yeah, exactly. You're that high up. It's dangerous. Yeah. Okay, um, let's um, let's move on. It's over. Game's over. We're all disappointed because um, that was a real <laughs> chance to probably give give ourselves real safety. Um, we're going to go to a goal. And we're actually going to go to Jamie's best friend. Uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark Noble's goal against Norwich a couple of years back. Um, oh. From that man, Dimitri Payet, creating another chance. Um, so we'll go to that and then we'll come back and speak about the massive game that is Norwich on Saturday. Moses. Carroll. Now Pyatt. Here's Noble. Wonderful goal, 2-2. Okay, that was Mark Noble against Norwich. Pretty good strike, that. Really good strike. Um, Will he get another one uh, Saturday? No. Nah. Uh, Let's talk about Saturday's game. Um, It now becomes very, very important. Again. Yeah. Because um, you think it could have been after Burnley, it could have been a, a nice one to go win and be safe. Now it's again, it's, it's a must win. Um, as Jamie said earlier, he's just seen something that he's going to go unchanged. And I think we've all sort of said a bit on our tired the boys are. But um, what's your thoughts on the game? Can we win? Is there anything we can exploit? Mig, off you go. I can understand going unchanged, uh, to be honest with you. Purely from, more from an attacking standpoint, I'd still be tempted to drop Cresswell and probably, as you say, bring in, I'd probably go Johnson at left back. But from an attacking perspective, especially in the first half, as we were saying, we created quite a few chances. And I think if we play similarly, at least in an attacking, from an attacking perspective, we will create chances against Norwich. Uh, they haven't got Pope in goal, they've got Crawl. He's an all right keeper, but he's nowhere near Pope's level. And they're nowhere, near. they're nowhere near as strong as Burnley. So I think there's opportunities to come open. But again, it's down to how changes can affect the game. So if we are getting into that second half and it's nil-nil, for example, or they nick a goal on the counter or something like that, then it's all about changes and what he does to 
picks things up. Obviously, we'll have Haller on the bench again, so that's going to be the first change probably he's going to make. And is is he going to is he going to have the balls to bring on Wilshire or Lanzini or just anyone that might influence the game a bit differently? Um, but overall, I think Norwich look bad. They um, got a good goal against Watford uh, in midweek. Um, but that's they just haven't got much, have they? I don't mind their full-backs. I was saying to Daryl earlier, actually I was saying in the group chat, like Max Ahrens, I think he's someone potentially if and when Norwich do go down, he's someone worth looking at as a full-back. I think there's potential there. But going forward, Puki hasn't scored in something like 15 games now. Oh, mate, that's um, good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can guarantee he's going to score now, can't you? But <laughs> I, I just think they they really haven't got much going forwards. So I, I will be shocked if we don't beat them. But I also won't be shocked if we don't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> There's two players for them that, re, that really do worry me. Um, Buendia, I think he's an absolute class act. Um, he's going to cause Cresswell all sorts of problems because um, they're bound to stick him on him. And the other one, who I think could be very, very good English player in the coming years, and it's going to be a shame that he's in a generation of such good English players, is Todd Cantwell. Um, See the ponytail. Yeah, he starts as well. I don't. I think he started the Watford game, but he was benched the game before. So yeah. Be... yeah. Against United, he was at best player by Mo in the in the cup game. I think. I think he, he could really cause us some problems running from deep. I know we've got Rice, but then they, they, they've got nothing to lose now. That's the problem. They've, they've got a lot of closing. They lose, they go down. But if, yeah, they, they are down. Already. They're pretty much down. So for them, it's, it's a free hit. You lose, you go down. If you win, maybe there's a chance. That's, Look, that also potentially plays into our favour in that they've got to go for it. So yeah. hopefully they're going to leave gaps for us to exploit. And they don't defend well. They don't. We know that. It's. I'm. I'm not as big on this as I think others are. I think this is a really tough game at Carrow Road. Um, I just hope we get a result. I can't. I can't do. An, I can't go into Watford with that being such a big game. Um, I'd say I'm more in Higo's boat. I will. I'll be shocked if we. If I'm honest, going into Burnley in this, I expect. I expected six points for at the minimum. So. If we get anything less than a win, I will be very, very angry. I will be honest. I just think we're we sh- so much better than them. Like they haven't got a goal scorer really, and their defence is poor. Like I know we haven't kept a clean sheet in what feels like twenty five thousand years, but I just think this game shouldn't really be a contest. We I think we're on the longest run without keeping a clean sheet. I think we were tied with Bournemouth, maybe. Mm. But they kept a clean sheet tonight, so it's that's it's, it's West that's West Ham all over, mate. I've I've been there, done it now for thirty odd years. These are the games that you expect to win. We'll go in there and we'll be absolutely horrendous and we'll lose. I'm I'm all on the boat here that Moyes is not a good enough manager for us to go in there and be so confident that we win this game. I'm See, I'm, I'm more scared about this than Burnley. Nah. I'm... I was more worried about Burnley because Burnley actually have, I think, a, a more threat. Do you know what? I'm starting it. Come, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I, I really don't think this should be a contest. Like, 
we're playing for something still. I, I, I'll be honest. If I think we win Saturday, we, we're up. We stay up because of the way results are. I just think 34 points with our goal difference. Villa are losing now. It's, yeah. all, it's all... We're not getting any further ahead, mate, because we lose yeah. again... If, yeah, I know you're being very pessimistic, but you can't. You've only... got a point tonight. You've got you, you, you go in if you lose, or if you win and then lose, you lose to Watford and then lose to Villa. You, you, you're right in the, you're right in, you're right up shit creek, mate. And you're so you're so confident we're up. Honestly. You're being too negative. I think. I think you're just I'm dusted. But Dow, if you win, you go six points here with a superior goal difference with four games left. Like, that's a lot of points to make up in a relegation. Three after that, wasn't it? Although that yeah. would still have four. We so could easily, easily, right, win this goal six points clear. Lose to Watford, three points, yeah? But, but right. you're talking as if Watford are in the relegation zone, they're not. But then, I don't know who Bournemouth and Villa have got, but if Villa beat us, it's three points. Villa only got one more, or one and draw. Look, I'm, I'm, I think we stay up. But I'm I'm not I'm not <laughs> you don't sound it. You sound like if we I lose one of our two games, we're down. Mate, I've been there and I've been there and done it with when we had the Canio, Canute, La, uh, Carrot, Cole. I've been there and done it with a better team than this. The phone. Now, <laughs> so the difference yeah, with that different we were playing catch up. We were playing catch up. Still we are in This is the one we'll fuck up more then. Because it's West Ham. I, I I think one win. Personally, oh, yeah. I thought we kept you up. 3-0, three, three man, you. Yeah, I saw that. Good thing. Um, You're going in, Andy. Right? No. Bruno assist, though, I think. It's in triple captain. The way I look at it, and I go, is I thought nine points kept you up at the start of uh, Project Restart. I kind of expected the sides... Like, below us, Watford have only picked up four points. Um, Bournemouth have picked up one, and Villa have picked up zero. I did not expect the sides below us to be so poor. So I thought nine. I now think seven. I I I think one. If you beat Norwich and you avoid defeat against uh, Watford, you're definitely up. I think if you beat Norwich, you stay up. Look, Can I just if go we... through the sorry? So this weekend, obviously, we've got Norwich. Um, Watford have got Newcastle, so you can see that going either way. That's the same time as us on Saturday, and then on Sunday, uh, Villa host Palace. Uh, so. They could pick up something there, that's but terrible. who knows? Yeah, that's, um, that's... Bournemouth have got Leicester, and Leicester is that away? Still playing for Champions League football. Where's Bournemouth and Leicester? Where is it? That's oh, at Bournemouth, but uh, um. I think home and away games are, are completely irrelevant now. To be honest yeah. with you, um, there's no crowd. There's there's really not much. And then um, in the week, uh, so on Wednesday. Bournemouth go to Man City. So you're thinking, right, yep, not pretty, not much chance of picking anything up there. And where are the others? Villa go to Everton. And Watford, we go to Watford. And we go to Watford. Or Watford no, come to us. Watford come to us. So, and then on your well last same particular couple of fixtures, you look, Villa have got Arsenal. Tough. Bournemouth have got Southampton. That's winnable. And then Southampton have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're doing all right at the moment. And then obviously last game, we've got Villa. And we've got United to put in there as well. 
I personally, I know Bournemouth got a result tonight, but that running is so tough. I think Bournemouth are down. If any team is going to catch us, it'll be Villa. But my God, they've looked bad. Like I know we're being really weird. We've not looked great, but I've seen I've seen a performance against Chelsea, which is better than any of the teams around us have put in. We went. I, I, I honestly, I'll be shocked if we go down. I think it'll be afraid of there. What annoys me? We we play like we did against Chelsea in pretty much eighty percent of our games. We're a top ten club. It's as simple as that, really. And we don't do it enough. That's 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 the club from top down. That's that's the West Ham way. Just poison. The whole club is just poison at the moment. The thing yeah. is, right? The thing I'll never understand is these things. They can't. How can generation after generation of player come through our club and have the same issues? Like, we always have the same thing. We, we turn up and perform against the big boys and we struggle against the smaller clubs. Like, what is it about our club that makes that happen? Like, it can't... We've had different owners, we've had different managers, we've had different players. Like, what is it about the club that makes that happen? Like, is, is it just so ingrained in the culture in East London? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's kind of been since John Lyles left that the whole... Well, we ain't won the trophies in 1981, which is really the issue. Yes, we have. No. Don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Great trophy. And we've won a playoff trophy. And we've won a playoff trophy. That's the championship. <laughs> it's still trophy. Is it a trophy? <laughs> That's a bit like saying, oh, yeah, if we get relegated, we win the championship. It's a trophy. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be buzzing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, to be fair, I actually got emotional when we won that because I've never seen us win anything since I was a kid. Cup game when we beat Mets second leg is one of my favourite yeah. West Ham memories. I, I watched that um, upstairs in my in my mum and dad's house when it was still the old, uh, where there were still only two bedrooms. And my dad was working nights and he was doing um, Tesco's and I was just going nuts upstairs watching it. One of the best. On the best nights winning that, it was, it was great because we were I, terrible in the first leg at home and we played yeah. them away. I also remember, I also remember us winning the um, the the FA Youth Cup final with Joe Cole playing. I think That's, Joe, I think Joe I'm Cole and Carrick were in that youth squad then. I'm going to make a brilliant segue here again. In a couple of weeks, we have a guest on who played in that. Oh yeah, Adam Newton. Yeah, he played oh, in that right, with, okay. with the boys. Cool. Um, he'll be coming on hopefully in a couple of weeks. Um, probably after the season's finished, we can do a bit more of a, a special mm. with him, but that'll be good. Um, let's, let's crack back on Norwich. Um, we've, I think we've all said our changes. I think we'd all, been, all bring Ben Johnson in. If Anderson I was there, I think we'd play Anderson. Um, would, would, Anderson anyone, would anyone Johnson. start this week? Hellas. Yes, I, think, I think he needs game time. If Hellas starts, who drops out? I'd drop probably... Four nils and play two. Uh, go Antonio because I think Antonio. He needs a rest, actually. Good point. Yeah, the way Antonio plays, he kind of needs to rest more, and he hasn't. He's played every minute of every game so far. I mm-hmm. kind of think I'd rather bring him. I'd rather put him on the bench and bring him on if you really need him. I agree. Then, I think he's the one that needs the rest the most. I think if it was a, a fully fit squad and they're coming in off a nice break, then I'd probably go probably four now, potentially Yarmolenko. I think Antonio needs to go on the wing anyway. Formation you're going to play. 
but I think now it makes more sense for Antonio. I, I think we're arguing for the for no real reason. You know, because I don't think it's going to happen. So I think it's going to be the same eleven. To go four four two with Haller and uh, Haller and Antonio. That's the one. Mm. Just just go and try and batter him. Do you know what? Wouldn't be a bad shout. I don't. Obviously, uh, it's, this is just my thinking because I know how defensive Antonio can be and how strong he is. Putting him as a as a either a fullback, not fullback, a uh, wing back, a wing back, or a, or a left or a left winger. He absolutely hates him. Yeah, yeah he probably does. Him, but, but he just he could do a job there. Um, I was thinking. Um, this is a. Do you want to stay on Norwich? Because I want to say a little point at the end. I just want to know your thoughts on it. But Leave can... on Norwich for a minute. We'll oh, okay. A no, I want a prediction. I just want to know your thoughts on, on another topic quickly. But yeah, we'll it. do predictions quickly then. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. You're so pessimistic. <laughs> I'm going to throw out... I reckon... Will we keep a clean sheet? That's the question. Uh, I, I think we'll get a clean sheet. I'm going 2-0. I think, like, depending on who they're up front, because they dropped Pookie a couple of games ago, but I know he scored a lot of goals at the start of the season. I just don't think he offers anything. He don't offer pace. He's not a big target man. Like, if he was getting in the right positions, he's got a good finish on him. But I just I don't see how he got so many goals at the start of the season. Would you buy him? No. Nah, I wouldn't. As a... As a team, in their last 10 league games, they've scored two goals. Yeah, like, I, just, I just don't think he offers anything. Like, that's, yeah, in their t- last 10 league games, they've scored two, picked up one win and one draw. I'm going 3 0 win. Oh, here go. The massively confident one. I love it. Okay. And it will be Antonio. Yarmolenko and Aller will get one off the bench. We, I think, I'm going to go for 2-1 win. I reckon we will go one all up. It'll go one all. We'll be, like, squeaky bum time for the last 15 minutes and we'll get another goal. Moyes will bring on someone off the bench, scores the goal, and Moyes just rips off his jacket like, I am the <laughs> messiah. No, if anything, it will be his new Fellaini Suchek with like a last-minute scrappy header. Mm. Yeah, that is it's, very true. It's going to be drama. You watch Norwich, Norwich, Norwich will have their fucking game of the season against us. I um, just want a nice win. Yeah, <laughs> I know we won't get it. It doesn't happen in the Premier League, though, either, does it? Right, this is Imagine something... Imagine if we were like 3-0 up at half-time. God, how good would that be? I've just very quickly looked at this and I might have got this completely wrong, Right. Because um, that's a very, very quick, quick glance. But looking back at fixtures, we have not won at Carrow Road since at least 1976. Maybe in before that, well before that. <coughs> it looked, yeah, from that's from a very quick glance. I might be very, very wrong on that, and I'll look at that and tweet that out. The right. Stat. I think that is right because I don't think we've ever beaten them in the Premier League. That <laughs> terrible record. If that's right at Carrow Road. But then also. <laughs> If you're going to play them at any time, play it when there's no fans. Yeah. Um, like, to be honest, if this was their last game, if this game relegates them and their fans were there, my God, they'd be as loud as they can. Would Delia Smith get on the pitch at half-time? Oh, yeah. She'd be on there before the game. Like, oh, <laughs> as well. Right, has everyone given a score? James, have you given a score? 2-1. Right. Um, 
What's your point, then, James? Oh you no, it was just it was just one thing. I just wanted to run by you. Um, Can I disagree with you? <laughs> yeah, it, it's not actually a, a, an agreement. It's not. It's not actually my view. Um, okay. I know. I know my thoughts. Um, I wouldn't mind, but I'll, I just. It's not really that um, I'm going to bring up. It's more of a. In the, in the media recently, I've there's been a lot of punditry from Joe Cole, and I'm really enjoying. And he seems to really understand the club a lot. Um, would if they got rid of it, would you take a chance on him? No. As manager, no. What about you, Mick? Yeah, I'd take him as assistant. Get him, get, get him in on a coaching role, yes. But I think it's too risky to go for someone with zero managerial experience. What, um, what I would Frank. mind if it come to get rid of Moyes, and I would like to get rid of Moyes, but there's no one else available that is better. I, I, wouldn't, mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Nolan be given a chance. And then maybe Joe Cole around him because it's West Ham blood again. I see. I, I, I wouldn't mind Scott Parker either, um, but I don't think Joe Cole's a manager yet because that's so such a hard thing. And the problem is with Joe Cole, he's loved by West Ham. Hmm. We we love him. He's he's what he's my favourite ever player like at the club. If he comes in and, and and gets and he's terrible, all right, the fans would give him some sort of leeway. You'd get probably maybe three quarters of a season out of him but then our fans are so fickle if he, start, if he starts doing a bad job our fans absolutely turn on him and that would not be fair on Joe I just uh, think a coaching role is perfect because he'll understand the culture at the club it's not massive pressure on him it, a bit like when Dix was with Billich but the thing I think it sounds bad but I kind of feel Cole loves the club more than Dix ever did like, Dix, Dix never loved our club uh, it, never, it didn't grow up a West Ham fan, did he? I thought he grew up in mate, If you watch all the old season reviews, mate, he's he's West Ham through and through. Um, he didn't want to go Liverpool. He hated it. Yeah, uh, that, that's basically common knowledge. He's done everything he could for West Ham. He played with two like, mucked-up knees. Um, I, he was West Ham through and through, mate, Dixie. And that's, he's the sort of player that... that would have give Joe Cole the same feeling that Joe Cole's yeah. got with the club. I would like to... It's a nice concept. You aren't a left back, you... That's who they looked up to, those boys coming through. Um, the likes of Alvin Martin, Dixie, uh, Ian Bishop, lads that have been around the club for years. That that youth team coming through at that time was perfect because they had mm. good role models to look up to. Now, no. um, we, well... I would yeah, like the idea know. of um, Nolan and Cole... That'd be uh, quite yeah. good. I think it's um, worth. Sometimes it's worth just get a gamble, isn't it? Everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, you have. Um, and Nolan done an okay job at Knox County as well. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be totally against Nolan. What about you, Mick? Would you be against Nolan? I think it'd be for me. It'd be a very last resort. To be honest with you. Who would be your? Who would you be your first choice then? It's hard to say, isn't it? Because it all depends on when you pull the trigger and who's available at the time. So I think if it was to go in this summer, then one, I don't think it will anyway, because I don't, I think, the I don't think they'll sack him either. I don't. Too much money. But, yeah, I don't either. Um, it all depends. If you get to this situation where it's looking like there's a bit of friction with Dyche at Burnley. It's my wouldn't first. Mind, wouldn't mind that at all, to be honest with you. Nah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on with a team 
that's a bit more flair. I'd say yeah, like, te- technically more talented. Basically, yeah, like technically more talented. And that's about it in terms of a bit yeah. of a technical player. But yeah. I'd like to see how he could get on. But and money a lot out there at the moment. Potentially money as well. Been a bigger club for him. Yeah, because he, he's not been given a, a lot of money to work with. He wouldn't get loads from us, but he'd get more than. Let's just put Moyes. Let's put Moyes in his situation, right? A smaller club, small fan, a smaller fan base, no money whatsoever. Would he get the same results with Burnley? No. So, I agree. Here's a question for you, right? And this is is so it's very hypothetical. Say we lose on Saturday, hmm. and then we lose against Watford, and teams now are starting to pick points up, and they get rid of Moyes. It's it wouldn't happen. So this is very very hypothetical. Would you take? Would you put Nolan in charge for the last two? Yeah, I think you'd have to. No choice because you've got no one else to get in in the last minute or so. Would you go bring someone like um, Kevin Keane, who's done the job in little bits before, who's who's done sort of managing? I think it'd have to be Nolan. I would like. I think at that point you've just got to promote within because you need people that know the players inside and out. I would like. I would like to know that someone like Noble as a club captain, would then step up and take the leadership there with um, Nolan. Almost like they've swapped roles. He's then stepped up and then uh, Noble would step into Nolan's role as being, right, we've got to get us out of this shit now. The difference is, going back to, I think, I don't think it was last year, I think it was the year before. So, we know Noble's a big character um, and he's, he's... the one we're missing, really, and I actually think there's two that we're missing. James Collins is mm. is the biggest one, and actually I think Winston Reid because he's he's been at the club a long yeah. time. I feel like we miss Winston Reid as a defender, aren't we? He's been captain. He's we're just missing leaders now because apart from really Declan and maybe Angelo at the moment, I, I yeah. don't see a lot of leaders out there at the moment. It's a shame that he had that injury in it because I feel like we've missed him massively. Been at the back, Winston Reid. Yeah, it's it's a shame. But he's a good leader, wasn't he as well? At the time, and he was yeah, he was sort of declining. But yeah, I think you you miss those, especially James Collins. James Collins now in a changing room. He, he wouldn't be taking no shit. No. Remember when Winston Reid was getting linked with like a fifteen million pound move to Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I can> now <laughs> here they are, the champions. When he but, was out of contract, like I know, I've got family friends. Who like know people, and when he was in with Arsenal, it was like he was never going to Arsenal. If he was ever leaving us to go somewhere, it was Tottenham more than anything. Yeah, right. Like, very quickly, uh, and I know I've just cut you off. I'm about to run out of battery on my laptop, so <laughs> I'm going to say bye. Um, and well done uh, for doing this podcast so late on Thursday night. Um, massive game on Saturday. Thank you for joining me again, and we'll be back Sunday with our guest. Baz Cox, as you, you all know him, uh, we'll get to find out a little bit of an update on Isla, uh, and we'll speak to Baz about his thoughts for West Ham and what, what he thinks of the season so far. Yep. So the last thing to say before we go is come on your irons. Come on your irons. We'll see you all next week. Come on your irons. Come on your irons.